The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Man, it's hot. And I mean hot around here. It's damn hot weather for sure. But it's getting hot because football is about to start, folks. I know. It's hard to believe. That and more here on show five. Well, before I get into the show, I have to go on a little rant, as I do from time to time. A rant today is Tampa Tom and the Patriots, Bill Belichick. I can't tell you how many media hours have been spent in the last four months, probably, since the inception of Tampa Tom. Uh, I, as a football fan, don't give a crap, and I'm sure there's a lot that do not give a crap. And Cam the Ham Newton, will he do better? Hell no, he won't. He's a terrible quarterback. (laughs) I don't think he can get it in his head. So anyway, just a frustrated football fan, tired of hearing about Tampa Tom, Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for letting me that letting that out. <laughs> I can't take it. And yet another thing. I know, don't say oh no, but it is true. The Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, let me say, are getting no respect. They're still getting no respect. Two billion dollar stadium. Nobody is giving them a chance in the AFC West. We're below the Chargers. Hello? Well, I know I'm a fan, obviously, because I'm doing this show. I do take my job very seriously as far as takes on this team, and that is some serious shit, if you know what I mean. So we shall see at the end of this season, all of you who doubteth, our Las Vegas Raiders, because I believe there's good news at the end of this season. All right, without further ado, on today's show, we will have. Final cut to 53. Any surprises? There's a couple things I'm going to go over. I'm not really surprised. The players that I thought would be there, even practice squad players are there. Um, We have a solid team. That's why we got rid of a lot of veterans. It's a good thing. We'll hit on that. We're going to talk about the season, our schedule, wins and losses, what I think we're going to end up with, and what I'm hoping we'll end up with because I have great promise for this Las Vegas Raiders team. I'm going to tell you why. We'll hit all that and the ball line should wrap up this show. Um, So stay cool, literally. It's damn hot around here anyway. And let's get to it. Raiders finally cut to 53, actually 54, because we have Lawson that's uh, in some type of NFL problem. He misses the first game, so we might do some rearranging after that. But other than that, any surprises? (laughs) Slightly. Well, it was no surprise to me that we'd keep three quarterbacks, especially because Mariota couldn't stay healthy through camp. I think if he had been uh, much more serviceable and available, that we would have stuck with two quarterbacks. But Peterman took a pay cut, and we got three. And I'm glad we have three. At least Peterman knows the plays, and he can play pretty well. I like the way this kid throws the football. So Devontae Booker, as a running back, we kept him, which is kind of wild. Uh, We let go of a couple other guys, but he's kind of our beefy, uh, run-it-through-the-middle kind of guy. But 
They just released DeAndre Washington from Kansas City. Uh, don't be surprised if we pick him back up and dump Booker in the next few days. I'm not, I won't be surprised, but that's something that could be happening. And, you know, this 53 is loose for the first few months anyway, especially now with the COVID. There's no film of anyone. There's no idea of who can do what, really. It's just word of mouth. You don't get as much film on these guys as the coaches need to make some decisions. Therefore, they cut, oh, they traded Lynn Bowden <laughs> to the fish. Thank goodness. The lowly Dolphins get Lynn Bowden, who, from inside sources say, uh, wasn't attentive, cared more about picking out cars than he did picking through the playbook, and was not really part of the team. Didn't have that thing, didn't have that mix. Gruden picked it up. As you guys know, he don't play. So this was an easy move, and it was doom, doom, done. We got a fourth-round pick out of him, which he was a third-rounder. Evidently a stinker for us. Uh, but we picked up something. Something's better than nothing. Uh, it's better than watching him play poorly and not getting anything for him. I thought that was a smart move after a kind of a foolish move picking him up in the first place. But hey, man, you still pick up a pick. I think that was pretty smart. One thing I do like about this trade is I think Mayock and Gruden aren't afraid. If they made a, a poor choice and it didn't turn out, they're not afraid to say, we made one, let's move on, and let's just not make a big deal out of it. I think this is smart. This is the beginning of a great thing. I'm telling you, man, these pundits on sports, I don't know what happened to them. Maybe it's this COVID breakdown. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they've looked at our team and have given us an opportunity, but they're going to here next week. Uh, that's a fact. I think another surprise for me was uh, them keeping Rico Gafford. Rico, now that you're uh, you're kind of through through camp a little bit, it's focusing on uh, the season. What do you see your role being as this team, and and how do you uh, try to embrace that? Um, honestly, you know, uh, to start off, I'm going to say, you know, I'm very, very happy and I'm uh, thankful the coaches believing in me and, you know, give me an opportunity to make the 53-man uh, roster. Um, whatever, you know, we do from here is up to them. Um, you know, whatever role they want me to play, I'm willing to do that. And from there, you know, I just want to continue to grow as a football player and grow as a, you know, uh, new receiver to the NFL. Yeah, Rico, can you... Uh... Explain what 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 were your emotions like on cut down day? Was it the same as last year? Was it different? I mean, how did you? What did you? What were you thinking as you went through the day? Um, honestly, the the last two years, I was you know in and out of roles, rather it was offense or defense. Um, didn't really you know have a, a, a specific skill set yet. So going into uh, this off season, you know, I knew that. Um, I was going to be playing wide receiver 100, percent and that you know, in order for me to, um, you know, become a guy that is playing on Sundays, I would have to completely, um, you know, dedicate myself to working on my craft and you know, getting better as a receiver, getting better at running, you know, different type of routes, um, just doing a bunch of stuff to where I was, you know, more confident and coming in here this year in training camp and being able to compete and you know, doing it at a high level. Hey, Rico, Paul Gutierrez here from uh, ESPN.com. We did a story a couple years ago about how you were kind of the Raiders man of a thousand faces, how one week on the practice squad you, you'd uh, impersonate this, or the next week you'd impersonate somebody else. But your ultimate goal, you said then, was to establish your own identity. Is that kind of where, where you are right now? And, and again, what is your identity as far as you're concerned right here and right now? Yeah, that's definitely uh, where I am right now. You know, like you said, um, you know, my rookie year when we made that um, – that arc and all that type of stuff. Uh, I was just, you know, a gadget guy and, you know, did whatever the coaches told me to do, you know, gave him the look and gave it as best as I could. So um, going from my rookie year to now, um, you know, I definitely want to be a guy that can step on the field at all times and, you know, play 24-7 and be up every Sunday. And that comes down to, you know, whatever the coaches want to do. And I'm willing to do whatever they, you know, put me in to do. So uh, that's how I, that's how I'm looking at it every single day. You know, they may have a different thing for me to do. And that, like I said, it's totally up to them. But whatever they, whatever they ask me to do, I'm willing to do it. We, we've talked so much this offseason about how weird it is, how not normal, no OTAs, no minicamps, all those other things. But now it's a game week. Like, does it does it feel like a game week? And how close do you guys think you're to being ready right now? Um, we're we're very very excited. Honestly, uh, we've come in. Everyone's you know honed in on um, 
just watching film and, and, and growing and being ready. We we've been we've waited a long time for this. Not having the preseason games, you know, has, has made this 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 week here a lot more special for us. So um, where everyone's, you know, on their P's and Q's, everyone's in the watching tape and their playbooks, everything like that. And you know, if you um, had a chance to go to practice, you'll be able to see it. You know, we look a lot faster, a lot smarter, and we're just clicking on all levels right now. Yeah, Rico, uh, Jerry McDonald again from the Bay Area News Group. Curious as to how it was determined that you would play receiver. Did they ask you? Did you, did was it sort of like a meeting of the minds? Did they, or did they say you're going to do this? Or how much of it was your call? Um, honestly, my rookie year, um, one of the practice squad receivers had gotten hurt. And um, they needed they needed an extra guy to come over and you know fill that role for that practice and going forward throughout the weeks because he was hurt. So um, I did you know did I, I did whatever they wanted me to do when I was that receiver. And Coach Gruden came up to me one time. And he was like, "How you feel about playing receiver?" And I'm like, "Huh? Like I'm in a, I'm in the National Football League. Like you know changing my position right now is something that you know it's 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 kind of weird to me." So, um, you know, I, I stuck with it um, for the rest of that season. I tried to learn playbook as, as best as I could. And um, going into my second season, uh, it was something that they saw uh, could, could potentially, you know, work out for me and them on both sides in the long run. So um, they told me that, you know, we just want to, you know, continue to help you mold into a receiver and, you know, give you different roles and go from there. So my, my second season, I spent a lot of time learning as well until I got the opportunity. And when I got the opportunity, you know, I just I just, I just took advantage of it. So uh, it was it was, you know, kind of, you know, it was a decision that they they made. But it was something that I was, you know, like I got my head coaches, John Gruden, that's a legendary guy. So, you know, whatever he wants me to do, you know, I'm going to do that. Evidently, he's got some speed. He could do some pretty good uh, route running. So that was a sure surprise. Plus, I think he's going to be the gunner. I think he's going to be um, on both sides of the special teams. We'll see. Uh, he'll be return guy, punts, kicks. You know, we we kept Aitman and Doss on the, the practice squad. So they cut him, put him on the squad, which I think is good because I think Doss and Aitman can use it a little another year. And... Uh, we they can be plugged in in case of any injuries. Heaven forbid. <laughs> we kept three tight ends. That's no surprise. We're gonna do a lot of three tight end sets. I'm telling you, things are gonna be different this season. Let's see. We kept Kendall Vickers. He made the team. I'm kind of blown away of all the defensive ends we had that we let go, but evidently he's showing some signs. I'm not sure because I didn't hear anything about him, and we kept him. Of course, of course Nick Moreau made the team. Uh, this Lawson guy, cornerback, I don't know what he did. <laughs> he must have done something. Uh, I I venture not to to guess, uh, but he's going to miss the first game, and they might have to make room for him because actually we have 54 players uh, right now. Javen White, we cut him, put him on the practice squad. I thought he was. Uh, a good player too. So I'm not sure what all these super sports pundits are seeing. I'm seeing good players that are here that have been kept and a young roster developing. I see a great team in the mix. We're figuring out a couple of the positions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, we need to improve. I think we will greatly. I think the mainstream COVID media... <laughs> as to uh, actually see our team together and see them um, play a little before they they put out such harsh criticism like we're supposed to be at the bottom of the AFC West. I don't quite think so. So, speaking of that, <laughs> let's run down the schedule and talk about each opponent just a minute. <laughs> Wait a nation! Let's go! Let's go! Wait a nation! So the 2020 Las Vegas Raiders schedule, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy in any stretch because we have these in-between teams, a lot of seven and niners, um, <laughs> which are up-and-comers or they're going the other direction. Uh, they can bite you at any time. There's no real turkeys. Well, there are a couple. So let's just talk about our first, our first team. 
which is the Carolina Panthers. I think it's a W. I think the Raiders, it's a great game to start the season out with. It's a perfect way to start to see our defense make some adjustments because uh, that's a go-to preseason type of game for us. We're an established team. We have a playbook we've been watching, looking, reading for three seasons. We have established coaching staff, very few changes, very stable team for this part of the team's history. So the Panthers is a W for sure. Now the Saints come to town. They come in Las Vegas, uh, and they are a juggernaut, and they're trying to win this year. And the Saints just missed on Clowney, who went to the Titans. Boy, if they'd have gotten Clowney, that'd have been something. Now, they ain't playing. They've added and kept and paid everyone. So they're trying to make it back to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I doubt it. Not that they make it for sure deep into the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. And there's... Their win record last year was 13 and three. So, you know, with improvements on 13 and three, uh, they're going to be a handle. Uh, so I say that's going to be our first loss. And I hate to say that too, because it's at home. It's our first game at home. Stranger things have happened. Uh, if we win that game, that'll say a whole lot about the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not going to say we're going to be a pushover. I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout. It'll be a tough, tough game for the Saints. No easy peasy for those guys. Uh, but I do think that will be an L for us because they're Super Bowl bound. They're a great team. Now the Patriots last year with Tom Brady were 12-4. and four. Well, now they have Cam the Ham. Um, and Ham is just not that good a quarterback, I don't think. And he doesn't have any weapons to throw to, really. Now, Belichick will do his magic and try to confuse and dismay everyone, but I do believe this is a revenge game. And I think uh, <laughs> I think the team's going to hear about it from the coach. And I think they're going to be motivated to kick their ass. So I, I'm going to give the Raiders a win against the Patriots in their house and uh, – Send Cam crying again with his fancy hat and scarves to the uh, post-game interview. Uh, that's what I say. Now the Bills. Buffalo Bills were 10-6 and six last year, getting better, building on what they've done before. They are a really strong team. They've got a good quarterback and a strong defense. Very hard, hard, hard team to win. Um, they're, they're playoff bound too, I am sure. I'll say that'll be one of our losses this year. And not a blowout either. I don't see a blowout there. Now our next game against the Chiefs in their house, they were 12-4 and last year, a juggernaut, and they haven't changed, only gotten better as well. But they've also gotten older. Um, I see injuries on the horizon for the Chiefs in some key positions. I don't know if it'll affect the first game because it's early in the season, but it might affect the second game. I say we get a loss against the Chiefs in their house. Uh, no doubt they've got a better team, better coached, and they got better players so far. Now, here we come to Tampa Tom and Tampa Bay, who were 7-9 and nine last year, and everyone thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I don't think so. I don't think so, Tom. I think they'll do pretty well, but um, again, a new coach, a new quarterback, a new scheme, a new team. Uh, takes an awful lot, especially with no preseason, for that to come together. I think that the Raiders will beat Tamp Top Tampa Tom, and uh, I think that's also going to be in a revenge game. I mean, come on, Tom Brady, anytime he's on the field, the Raiders got to do what we got to do, man. Brady out of the shotgun again. Three receivers right, one left. He has Redmond to his left out of the gun. First and ten, Woodson showing blitz. Woodson comes. Here he is bearing down on Brady. Oh, calls oh, the oh, football. Oh, oh. Beacon dives on the ball. The Raiders have the ball. The Raiders take over as Charles Woodson came on a corner blitz. And he rocked his former Michigan teammate, the guy who lockered only two stalls away from him in Ann Arbor, and knocked the ball away. And Greg Beekert dives on it. 
and the Raiders take over at midfield. The Patriots are out of timeouts. The Raiders are 143 away from going back to the AFC Championship game. He put a pin to our success balloon, and on more than one occasion, we need to take Tom Brady and put him down. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. We need to sack the quarterback, and we have to sack him hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially in this game. I say that is a win. Okay? Win. All right, let's go to the Brownies. The Brownies were 6-10 and 10 last year, although they have a bunch of pro bowlers, and they have a lot of talent on their team. New coach, again. And the quarterback, I'm not real sold on him. So if he's hot, maybe they'll get a win. If he's cold, maybe they'll get a loss. It's a 50-50. I say win. I'm tired of being beat by the Browns. We've been beat by them when they shouldn't have beat us. And uh, I'm sick of it. I'm saying the team's sick of it. We've got to get going. I think that's a W. The chargeless Chargers, which are <laughs> ranked ahead of the Raiders in the AFC West, uh, for the life of me, I don't understand why, but they are. Last year they were 5 and 11. So go figure that. I don't know what they're thinking uh up in Brilliantsville uh sports uh, <laughs> sports experts, but I say that's a win. I say if we play even in LA, it's a Raider home game, man. Come on, man. You know this? This is no surprise. As a matter of fact, the rabid Raider Nation from all over the state will be there. So you can count the W on that. Forget it <laughs> for the Chargers. Now the Broncos. Here's another team that's supposed to make another tremendous leap with their quarterback since he had four straight wins uh, at the end of the season. He looked pretty good. Team looked okay. Again, they're long in the tooth. I, I see a lot of injuries coming this year for the Broncos. Um, and I say the Raiders are going to beat their ass twice. Yep, I said it. Tired of hearing it, tired of listening to the Broncos, and then we play the Chiefs. Uh, we play the Chiefs at home. Again, they were 12-4, and four, and I'm going to go out on a huge limb. And my limb is that by this time of the season, we've won enough games to be very dangerous. And I think so dangerous that the Chiefs will take us for granted, and we will beat them one out of the two contests. And this is the one, the home game. Falcons were 7-9 last year, and um, they were like on the cusp. I don't think they made a bunch of changes. Um, I think they'll be exactly the same team, and I think we can beat them with our new defense. The Jets are a mess <laughs> and continue to be a mess. And I'm sorry for all you Jet fans, but... That's just the way it goes, Padna. <laughs> That's how it is. The Jets, man, they've had so many opportunities. Anyway, don't get me started. That's a win. The Colts. Now the Colts are supposed to be an emerging a juggernaut. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have gotten Phillip Rivers as a quarterback. Well, I don't know. I think we beat him before and we can beat him again. Uh, especially Rivers, Old Man Rivers. I say that's going to be a W, a win for the Raiders. And then the Dolphins, Squish the Fish, <laughs> which have a brand-new quarterback in Tui Tamahagamahoga. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. They're going to start Fitzmagic on the first game of the season and see what happens. Maybe we might see it, Tua. I'm not sure, but... um We'll see. I think the Dolphins are a complete mess. They are fully rebuilding. They've gotten rid of all the money, uh, all the money players. They're just trying to scrape together enough uh, to, to get some players next year in the draft, I think. Um, but I don't see a lot from the Dolphins this year. And that's my, that's my prediction. There it is. Uh, I think the Raiders are way more than what we're slated to be. 
Um, but like Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. So improving on next year, our last year, I think two games is easy, three games maybe, 10 or 11 wins. I expect that out of this team because, like I've said, like a broken record, man, we have been in the same scheme. We have the same basic players. The only thing that's really changed a lot is our crappy defense of last year has improved by leaps and bounds. Now, that'll be the shaky start for the Oakland Raiders. But listen, listen, our offense with our wide receiver core and our running backs should be scary. We are faster. We are better. We are better prepared. We are better coached. The Raiders will surprise everybody, uh, everybody in those stale professional sports analyst rooms that know so much about everything. I just think they're missing the mark on the Las Vegas Raiders this year. And this is just the beginning. It's a great stepping stone. I say Super Bowl in three. That's my prediction. I'll say it right now. In three years, we'll be either in or gone to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, we're that close to greatness. And don't give me any crap about Derek Carr because if he don't make it this year, we're going to have some issues. I think he's going to make it. I think he's going to make it great. I think he's going to play his best football since he started. He's got the opportunity. Let's give him the props and the cheers. I mean, from our couches, that is. And support him in this season because he has everything he needs. And he has an upcoming defense. We have a great organization, great team, super stadium. We're going places, folks. And that is all I have to say about that. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant right now. Anyhow, listen, look at how many years we've looked for our linebackers and defensive backs and quarterbacks. The quarterback search alone. How painful was that? How painful was it for a wide receiver and to get a running back that was halfway decent? It has been painful along the way but we have found the players we need to succeed. We have a great mix, man. I can't tell you. And Derek Carr, come on now. This is our guy. He's our leader. He's the one that's going to take us to the promised land. I'm here to tell you. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going. Uh, with the with the tools he has now. And if he doesn't make it this year, then we can have this discussion. But Let's not have any Derek Carr talk until after we play these 16 games. Because I think that talk is going to be all positive. I think this team is is trying to do something special this year. And let me tell you why. I think continuity is important this season. The teams that have turnover with the head coach or new play callers or new quarterback, that's going to be hard. There's there's really been no off-season program to speak of this season. You no know, on-the-field activities, no mini camps. Um, you know, even training camp has been uh, very difficult uh, for teams uh, to be able to get and have physical practices. So I think the fact that the Raiders have been together, this is Derek Carr's third year with John Gruden. I think they know each other very well. I think John has a good feel for what Derek likes, what he doesn't like, what he does well. Uh, I think Derek has a better understanding of why John's calling plays in certain situations. And I think, you know, this is, it, it, sometimes when you're in the midst of a rebuild, it takes time. Like you look at year one on the coach group and then year two, this is year three. I, I think they've, they've got a good offensive line. I think the, the running back is going to be a phenomenal player. I think they've added some good playmakers at the wide receiver position. Um, I think defensively under Paul Gunther, um, they got it. The, the young players need to stay healthy, but they've done a nice job with the draft 
I think, in, in developing young players over the last couple seasons, that these guys, I think it's their turn to start making an impact. And if they can improve a little bit defensively, there's no reason why this team can't make the playoffs. Everyone's obviously talking about the Chiefs uh, dealing with their team speed. I think the Raiders um, have improved their overall team speed this offseason. There's no question about it. I think Mike Mack's done a great job along with Coach Gruden. And this is going to be a big year for the Raiders and Derek Carr. That's my two cents. Um, I don't see a lot of duos, coach, quarterback duos in the league uh, that are together for very long in this league. I think we got a great shot at at the playoffs for sure this year. And you heard me right. Since they added another level of playoffs, you're damn straight. Bad the bone. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Come on, Stockton. Get on the bone line. Yeah, you could be on the radio, that's for sure, brother and sister. Come on, ladies. I know there's ladies in the Raider Nation. Get on the bone line, throw us a bone, we can put it on the show. All right, our first caller of this show is... Well, our first caller really needs no introduction. He is a very good brother of mine in many ways. A good Raider fan for damn sure. My good brother, Raider Mike, is in the house. What is happening, my good brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike calling into the bone line once again. It's been quite a long time. I I don't even remember the last time I called in. Uh, Maybe Randy could figure that out, but... I think I'm going to take a little more than two or three minutes on this call, so just bear with me because it's been so long and there's a lot to talk about that I really want to say. Um, I got three things I want to talk about. The first thing, I just want to address the move to Las Vegas, okay? The Oakland Raiders no longer play in Oakland, and that's a very painful, painful reality that all of us Raider fans that have gone to these games for 25 years faithfully, I think I've missed only maybe 15 games since 1995. And the thought of never going to a game in Oakland ever again, it's just, it's very painful. I mean, this team is moving for the third time in almost, what, 38 years? That's like moving every 13 years on the average. I mean, we're just a a, a moving, traveling band now, apparently. Um, But, hey, it is what it is, and I have come to terms with it, and I will move on from it. And, um, you know, let's see what happens from here on out. Maybe it will spark a a run that we've never seen before in the history of the Raiders. Uh, One thing that I will give them props, that that new $2 billion stadium is just state-of-the-art. It looks just phenomenal um i mean words can't describe it It, it, it's a it's a stadium that we all deserve and uh, it should have been built in oakland they could have built it in oakland but that's a whole nother argument uh i think it's kind of poetic justice though that not one fan's going to be able to sit in that stadium the first year kind of like a moment of silence for the oakland raider fans like us not being able to see our team in oakland anymore but that was the first thing I want to talk about. The second thing I want to talk about is Derek Carr. Uh, he's uh, going into his seventh year. They retained him this offseason, which to me was just mind-blowing. Um, he hasn't done anything. He had one good year, flash in the pan, 2016. Uh, was like an MVP-esque season. I'll give him that. He had like, what, nine comebacks um, to win games. I mean, he was clutch. And then he busted his ankle, and that was it. Um, But I'm not sure, you know, after that, that he's really got what it takes to get us there anymore. I think he's hit his ceiling. And, um, you know, but who knows? Maybe a new setting, a new uh, crop of draftees, and we might actually see something special this coming season. Um, This draft was not really a draft that addressed our real need, which is defense, pass rushing, 
Um, that's something I've been screaming about for decades. And um, we had one. And you know who, number 52, I'm not going to say his name. But we don't have one anymore. And, um, you know, they, they went offense this draft. And, um, you know, then that makes sense. John Gruden's an offensive-minded uh, head coach. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think they, they are loaded. They're a great team. They look like they're poised uh, to do something in the future. But we shall see with that. Uh, the third and final thing I want to talk about really fast is the NFL season. I'm really surprised that there's even going to be a season. I mean, um, with the whole COVID thing, which is insane, by the way, um, I'm surprised that they're allowing a season. Um, but this season really, to me, is not going to hold a lot of weight. The reason why it's not going to hold a lot of weight is because it's tainted. What, like 70 players have already opted out across the league. Um, the Super Bowl champion is really not going to be uh, revered as, you know, legitimate. It's just like that strike year when the Raiders moved to L.A. the first time in 1982. Uh, no one really cared about that champion with the Washington Redskins, but no one really cared. And it's because a bunch of scabs were on the field playing the game. Uh, I feel the same way about this year. No one's going to really care. I mean, the home field advantage is going to be gone. The elements of this game are going to be gone. And um, even if the Raiders go all the way and win this year, it's still not going to hold the weight of a normal season, which is going to be kind of sad. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders actually go far this year because no one's going to really care. With all the division going on in this country and everything else that's going on, um, it's not the eyes aren't going to be glued to the game like the way they have been. I mean, they're just going to force this season because the NFL needs the money and they can't they cannot not have a season. So having said that, my prediction for this year, the record, I say is nine and seven. Ten and six maybe um, with the right things happening, and it all hinges on how we play the Chiefs. But um, I do think that we will make the playoffs, possibly maybe get hot going in the playoffs. Who knows? But from this point on, I will always reference – the Raiders as the Oakland Raiders. I'll never say that city name before the Raiders. Anyway, you guys have a good one. I took enough of your time and um, nothing but the best for all of you. Love you guys. And go Raiders. First off, thank you, brother, for calling in. That is truly a very cool thing. Let me just say thank you for real. Now, as far as the Las Vegas Raiders, Oakland Raiders, L.A. Raiders uh, are concerned, hey, man, I hated it, too. You heard me blast the living daylights, everybody concerned. The seven stages of grief, bro. Anger, disappointment, frustration, (laughs) depression. And then, you know, there's acceptance. And I, for one, have accepted the fact that Las Vegas, that city in the desert, laid it down, put the ducats where their mouth was, and paid for a $2 billion stadium, bro. It is state-of-the-art. It is beautiful. In the not-too-distant future, after COVID is done, it will be the mecca of all football operations ever. It will be the place everyone wants to go to see their team. It will continue to be that way um, as the Raiders look to be improving into, like you said, and I totally agree, a playoff team. Now, the draft, I think the Raiders did very well bolstering their defense. Now, we were stinkers last year for good reason. We didn't invest. This year, we have invested and invested heavily in our defense. Our defensive backs will be some of the fastest in the entire league. We will have a 100% improvement in our defense from last season. There's no doubt in my mind, just because we have second-year players coming back, their experience, and the rookies along with them, on our little soft underbelly, like I said, we finally have some linebackers with some speed, and we have a good safety group. We have good defensive back group. I think it looks real good for the playoffs, bro. I am very happy about the way we drafted with the exception of Lynn Bowden. Even when they drafted him, 
I was like, what? <laughs> Just like you and probably every other Raider fan that's listening to this show. And if the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year, I don't give a crap whether they legitimize it or not. If the Raiders make it to the top of the mountain and beat everybody, they will be Super Bowl champions. Asterisk, no asterisk. Uh, you know where the asterisk can go, and I can tell you right now. The Raiders, if they win the Super Bowl, they're Super Bowl champions. That's it. I don't care. Now, the fact that 70 players opted out for the season, did, uh, let's see, Mahomes? No, he's playing. Let's see, who else? Uh, I think most every, let's see. Mm, no, let's see. Tom Brady, he's playing. Uh, uh, Cam Newton, he's playing. Mm, let's see. Fitzpatrick's playing. Tui's playing. Listen, everybody that's anybody truly is playing. There could be some second and third level players in there. Maybe even a first. But it's not going to taint the Super Bowl. And I'm glad that they're having football this year. Personally, I could use the flip and break, bro. I could use the break. I don't care if there's nobody in the stands. I'm in the stands. And just like you, you'll watch it too because you're a Raider fan and you're in the stands. Regardless of where we come from, regardless of our views on the world and the upheaval in it, football is very important. It's important to me. I know it's important to you and everybody that can hear my voice. It's a good thing for America that we look at football. It's a team game. Perhaps it'll inspire us to all be Team America. Appreciate that call, brother. And our next call, my very good brother, a young man who started his Raider life there in the Oakland Coliseum, going to games as a young man, handling his business. My good brother, Juan Jorge the Bandito. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Bandito calling in. It's been a long, long minute, my brother. What's happening? Uh, really quick, um, this this Sunday against the Panthers um, in Santa Rosa, if anyone's in Sonoma County, um, I got the owner to open up early, you know, since the whole pandemic thing's going on. Um, they have a patio to put the TV outside for us and, and the whole shindig. So if anybody wants to come out, um, have some beers and, and whatever and watch the Raiders go 1-0. We'll be out at Remy's Bar and Grill in Santa Rosa. Um, but I just want to talk about something really quick. Uh, ESPN has us going 5-11. and 11. And I know ESPN has some very East Coast bias, but 5-11, and 11, that's just plain out disrespectful. I don't like to put wins and losses on their season. I'm very superstitious and, and weird like that. But 5-11, and 11, that's just straight-up disrespectful. The Raiders upgraded key positions on both sides of the ball. Receiver, linebacker, secondary, lineman, you name it. There's no way in hell that they don't get better. I expect to be better than 7-9, which is what the Raiders went last year. Third year in the same system on both sides of the ball, under Gunther and under Gruden. Got the same quarterback going into the same offensive system. And, again, he has weapons upgraded both sides of the ball. And ESPN wants to put us at 5-11. and 11. <laughs> That is pure fucking comedy. Like, that, how disrespectful does it get? Like, I'm not saying we're going 16-0, y'all. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is simply that the direction it needs to be up from last year. Period. 7-9 and nine is what the Raiders went last year. Upgraded at both sides of the ball. Got some linebackers to cover Kelsey to see if we could track down Mahomes, sack his ass. The Chargers, well, I don't know what the hell they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they got some firepower, but again, 5-11, and 11, that's just plain disrespectful. Like, it's one thing that they had us going 8-8, eight and eight, you know, then it's like, all right, they at least have us going better than last year. But 5-11, and 11, how the fuck do you figure that? Like, that, that's just fucking... Some bullshit. Anyways, I just wanted to come holler at you really quick. It's been a long time, brother. Hopefully uh, you swing by. I know uh, Santa Rosa is not too far from your neck of the woods. 
it'd be cool to throw a few back, talk some football, watch the Raiders win, because it's been too goddamn long. Anyways, Raiders are going better than 7-9. I promise you that. And I, and I sure as hell they're going to go better than 5-11. I guarantee that. Anyways, just wanted to come holler at you real quick. Bandito out. I love that call. And the reason I love that call, Juan Jorge, A, is the man. Good dude. Love this guy. Great human being. Two, again, he hits it out of the park with his take. And just exactly what I said is we're getting no respect. Again. And, you know, I understand years where we didn't get any respect because, I mean, it was like hanging on by your fingernails to win a game. But now, really? 5-11? and 11? I, I hardly believe that we are the, let's say, oh, the Panthers of last year. How could we go backwards when we've improved, just like he said? It's just not possible. Keep bringing the hate. Hey, man, if you're a Raider fan, you never get used to it, but you know it. And you know it's coming. And that's what the best thing about being a Raider fan can be, is when we prove every one of these mofos wrong. Because we're better than they suspected, these so-called sports experts. Love the call, bro. Keep them coming, baby. And I'll see you at Remy's on Sunday, bro. Yeah, the wife's working. I'll be there. Look for my helmet, brother. And our next caller is a very cool Raider fan indeed. Been calling Bone Line for years, no doubt. I love Pennsylvania Raider. And we shanghaied him. <laughs> we shanghaied him for a call. What is happening, my good Raider brother? What's up, Nation? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Pennsylvania Raider. So I'm sitting at home, minding my own business. I get a text on my phone, don't recognize the number, and it's Raider Randy saying, hey, man, what's shaking? Haven't talked to you in a while. I'm like, whoa, all right. Uh, I find out that you guys are going on uh, Heart Radio and you're going to be on a Fox Sport affiliate, the Raider Nation podcast. Dude, that's awesome. Congrats to the both of you. Um, I had a little upgrade in my life. Uh, had my third kid, Emma Raider. So two daughters and one son. Um, wish I'd paid more attention to the Raiders, man, but life is just kind of taken over. Um, I like how we look, looking good. Um, hopefully John Gruden can turn that team around. I'm really pumped for the opening of uh, the new stadium in Vegas stadium looks great you know wish they would have stayed in Oakland but what are you gonna do you got to move on gotta hope for the best shout out to my boy Raider Chris haven't seen him in a while either you know like I said life takes over but uh I'm so proud of you guys um working the podcast so proud of you guys being on iHeartRadio and the Fox affiliate that's a huge 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 upgrade I wish nothing but the best for you guys at the Raider Nation podcast, nothing but the best for the Raiders. Love you all. This is Pennsylvania Raider, and I'm out. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for the response and the props. It's been a while, and I know. Hey, man, you got a young family, just like everybody else out there that's had one or has one now. It's craziness. It's insanity. But in a normal life, where we would all have our kids in school and Sundays would be super, would be uh, football Sundays and we would have our normal routine, but we don't. And I dig that, bro. And first of all, before I get rolling, let me just say all blessings to you and yours. Congratulations on your beautiful baby. You got three, I guess. Uh, that's a perfect number. That's what I had. And uh, blessings on you guys for sure. You're a good dude. Uh, you and your other compadre, the Raiders Chris from Scranton, diehard Raider fans have been calling this show. Once again, thank you, brother. I'm going to go off on a tangent right now. Thank you. And every single caller has been calling since 2005. This is the longest running professional sports podcast ever. 
before ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, you name it, we were here doing it. Now, we weren't in every locker room. However, we've been in the Raiders locker room. We weren't all over the country, although we did go to several different stadiums and do videos. Raider Nation podcast is about the fans. We are fans for the fans. And we just throw it out there like you. When you hear something go on on the radio about the Raiders, and I say to myself, what? (laughs) This is the way I can express that. And I want to give you guys the opportunity to do the same. So if you don't like this 5-11 and horse crap that ESPN and the so-called experts are talking about when it comes to our Las Vegas Raiders, we'll pop off a call, partner. Get on the bone line. Throw your bones and let everybody know what the heck you're thinking. Because we love hearing it. Because the funniest thing is, we all kind of sound the same. Hmm, how funny is that? And our last caller, but she is never least. One of the best femme fatale Raider fans we have on this show. It is Callie in the South. What's going on, girlfriend? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Callie in the South Raider. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I am just calling in because I miss y'all. Don't really have much football right now because well you know there's this little thing called covid and from what i understand our inaugural season in uh vegas is going to have no fans sorry about that raider randy now you bought season tickets and i was going to the saints raider game but that ain't gonna happen but i will be watching every single game and To be honest with you, I think it's going to be an absolute nightmare and a spread of the COVID virus. I'm hoping for the best, but I just think there's too many people. They're they're not in this bubble like the NBA is doing. And I don't know. I'm going to hope for the best, and I'm going to hope for a good season. But I think, oh, you know, right about the second or third game, they're going to shut it all down. Hopefully not. Hopefully things go well. But besides that, I miss y'all. I miss hearing y'all. So um, y'all stay healthy. Keep on keeping on. How about that? (laughs) Callie in the South, Rada, out. No worries. No worries. Thanks for calling in Callie in the South because, yes, there's no fans there. There's going to be no fans hardly anywhere until we get a vaccine for this mess. And, um, well, that's what we'll have to do. And thank you for calling the podcast. Well, that'll do it for this show. Please take care of each other. Please respect one another. Be great Raider fans. Shout it loud and proud, man. Let me just tell you right now. Let me just hear it. Raiders. Heard it for years and I hear it for more. I am Raider Greg. And I am out.